My biggest struggle, I would honestly say, is social media and more so Facebook. I'm just not getting it anymore. It's not the way it used to be. And especially for businesses now, things have completely changed. And I don't know my right from my left. Well, hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I am Phil. And I'm Lauren. And this is our podcast where you get to watch us work. We get a brand new person on the phone. They don't pay us. Normally people do for advice. They don't pay us, but we turn their conversation into an episode and give them some kind of tangible advice to make their brands better. And today is probably, not probably, definitely one of the more exciting careers that we have ever encountered on the podcast. I have literally never been so pumped to speak to someone in my life. It's true. You're sitting here like ready to bust. You're so excited with enthusiasm. I don't want to seem like I have issues. I mean, we all have issues, but I don't have issues in this context. But I really am passionate about solving mysteries. I can't do it myself, but my favorite TV shows are like Law and Order SVU. I mean, I don't want to say it's a mystery, but I like solving. I like the world of crime. Yes. And that's the world that we encounter today. Our guest is a private investigator who's having some challenges on social media. Her world is just like, it's wild. It definitely makes for great branding and content on social media. So we give her some advice specifically on Facebook that I think you will benefit from hearing as well. And do you know what the crazy thing is, is that this is a person whose career is made on being like, you know, uh, in like secrecy and being subtle. And yet here she is with as a private investigator still needing to use social media to generate business. Like, isn't that crazy? It's true. It's true. But I think even at that point, you still have to figure out what platforms work for you. And that's part of what we discuss. Let's get to it. I think you're going to love this. I love this conversation. I'm excited to share it with you. Here's our conversation with... Ashley, the private investigator. Dun, dun, dun. My name's Ashley. I run a private investigation agency in Canada. We do everything from corporate, private, legal cases. So we work for major companies, nationwide companies. We have clientele all around the world. And we also do, you know, smaller cases, so like divorce and custody, missing persons, and then we help for, you know, murder trials and all that kind of stuff as well to gather evidence. Aside from that, my biggest struggle, I would honestly say, is social media and more so Facebook. I'm just not getting it anymore. It's not the way it used to be. And especially for businesses now, things have completely changed. And I don't know my right from my left. Before we get into social media, I selfishly have like so many questions about your line of work. I, you probably weren't even expecting this, but I've never spoken with a private investigator, period, let alone on this podcast. I'm sure people have questions. This is what TV shows are made of. Oh my God. I watch Law & Order SVU like religiously. So this is like <laughs> one step closer to Detective Olivia Benson. Ashley said murder trial. Went, <gasps> both of our <laughs> eyes were wide open. How did you get into this line of work? Like, what triggered this? Oh, my God. So every time somebody asks me that, I always kind of like, I don't know. But I think, honestly, I was raised in the intelligence environment. So I think it was just always engraved in me somehow, some way. And I, you know, I went to post-secondary for criminal psychology. But then I figured out school wasn't made for me. 
And then down the road, I ended up working in security, private security. And then I worked for the RCMP in their prison cells for a while in Northwest Territories. And then next thing you know, I was in the government hating my life. <laughs> and then I quit that, got my pension paid out and everything. And then one of my old friends from high school that I hadn't seen in like six years, we went for a coffee and she mentioned how her father had to hire a private investigator for their company. And she's like, you would be so good at this. I have no doubt in my mind. And the first thing I can think of is exactly what you guys just jumped through to is TV. I'm like, do PIs actually exist? <laughs> is this a thing? So I looked into it, got my license for it. So I had to go through a course and get licensed and then started applying for jobs and quickly noticed there was none. Nobody in my area was hiring and I didn't want to move for a job, especially being new to the industry. So then I decided I can't join them, beat them. So I started my own company and had to go through a million other things in order to get my agency license. And that was about three years ago now. Do you wear disguises when you're following when you're investigating? <laughs> or is that a trope? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, especially myself, because I'm the face of my company. So when I go out and about, people recognize me like I've been on you know, television and in magazines and all that kind of stuff. So when people see me, they're quick to think like, oh, are you following me as a joke? But sometimes it's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so oh I have to actually be, you know, change the color of my hair or my face or, you know, completely take part of like, I don't know, look like I belong on the streets and like completely change my look and then kind of fit into the scene I'm at at that point. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have so many more questions, but I can't, we we need to make this about, about you. Let's talk about how clients are, and people are currently finding you. Has Facebook worked for you in the past with people contacting you? Generally, people contact me through either Google or directly from my website. Where social media is concerned, LinkedIn has been a huge success. However, Facebook, I find the general target or the general people that contact us are solely inquiries or don't want to say it's a waste of time, but it's often individuals that don't have the funds to hire us. So they're just inquiring, questioning, curious more than anything, but it's never really anybody that follows through or becomes a client. I think in the past three years, I've gotten two people, maybe three that uh, reached out through Facebook and actually became a client. I know so many people are having problems with Facebook now just in general. And Phil, I'm going to let you talk about that. But before we even go there, I just want to say that whenever clients ask us about what social media channels they should be on, they kind of assume that Facebook is like a must. You know, they assume that they need to have a presence on Facebook. But I just want to say before we get into talking about it, you do not have to have a presence, an active presence on every single social media channel just because it exists. Phil talks a lot about this at conferences in particular. It's better to be really, really rocking a few than to be trying to make something work and spending a lot of time and energy in a platform that just isn't going to help move your business forward. So I just want to sort of put that out there. Phil, did you have anything that you wanted to kind of say or... Yeah, I mean, I think some of the challenges you're facing are the challenges faced by many business owners right now. Fairly recently, I sent an email blast about Facebook because it felt like 
it needed to happen. I don't talk that much about Facebook. I talk a lot more about Twitter and Instagram, but it's changed so quickly in, in ways that are not so positive for small business owners. Now you have to pretty much pay to boost any posts that you want seen beyond a few percentages of the followers that you've amassed, right? It's, it's super frustrating for people who've worked really hard to grow their page. Now, all of a sudden, the audience that you've garnered don't see the content you share unless you pay even more for that content to be seen. I think people are also spending less time on Facebook because it's um, less of a rewarding experience. Instagram simplifies life. Visuals, captions, keep scrolling. Facebook is full of ads. It's full of weird content. It's full of content that you don't really necessarily want to see. And so that experience has, has, has changed. I think it's harder as a marketing tool. Still, when it comes to Facebook ads, a great one to reach a very specific audience for not spending a huge amount of money. So Facebook ads still very much in their own league. But in terms of using its native organic features, not what it used to be. So let's even in this conversation evaluate the importance of Facebook as part of your business because based on what you've said, two people have contacted you that have led to work. If you're using social media as a way to get attention and prospective clients, then Facebook might not even be a priority platform for you. I love that you love LinkedIn because that would be one that I would recommend right away in terms of finding qualifying people that have money to invest. You know, it's just a general fact that LinkedIn users have more money than Facebook users. You know, true. It is true. <laughs> I agree. And I feel too, one of the interesting challenges with this brand is it's really quite spectacular in the sense that you, I, I've been to your website. I've looked you up on social media. I feel like you should have your own TV show, right? You're like, you feel like a TV character in a way. And I mean this in a compliment, but like you're very attractive. You're a private investigator. Like I feel like you need your own reality show. Now, wouldn't that be good to escalate business and exposure? <laughs> well, that would be, yeah, that'd be something else. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the first person to tell you that. But yeah, I think, but I, I bring this up because you're going to get a lot. I mean, we work a lot with celebrities and people that have the privilege of platform and all kinds of interesting careers, marine biologists, you know, stuff like this. And there's a lot of noise on Facebook. So I can just imagine you probably get messages from weirdos on Facebook being like, hey, you want to date me? Or hey, I, I need your advice on this situation of whatever. Yeah, right. You're like, yes, this happens every day. <laughs> More often than I'd like to admit, I would say, yes. Yeah. That happens on LinkedIn too, though. Mm -hmm. I bet it will. I think in your line of work, it's bound to happen no matter where you are. In some, well, I guess just to sort of give some basic tips for how to use Facebook, if you do still want to get there. I mean, they're always constantly changing their algorithm, always. But we found that over the years, the kind of tried and true consistent metric that helps your page be in post be seen by more people is comments. It's definitely comments. So whenever you're posting, it's hard when you're trying to promote yourself as a business, but write questions that can be easily and quickly answered. So instead of asking for people's thoughts on a certain topic, ask them to choose between A, B, and C. Like drive comments, ask them to say, do you agree with this? Yes or no. And then people can quickly, quickly write. Another sort of tip is to try to get as many shares as possible in the first 10 minutes of posting. So if you could sort of gather a kind of 
trusted team of friends and family to just quickly share a post right when it's went out, like within five minutes, you could message them and they could quickly just share to their own feeds. That will help give your posts some more legs for it to be seen. Those are the, the main kind of like organic tips. Can you think of any others, Phil? There's a few that that I think of as it relates to video. But before I give that advice, Ashley, have you ever explored? I guess it's kind of tricky for you if you're trying to hide your identity, but then also be a personality, right? I, I could totally see you going on TV and doing these kinds of things. Have you ever explored video content as a way to market your business? Yeah, actually, we're working on some of that stuff right now and create a YouTube channel and whatnot. So yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Tell us more about that. What are you filming? So we've got a couple of different angles from it. One is going to be your typical ads and stuff like that for some of the services. But one thing that I um, that we're working on for, uh, is tips and tricks and stuff like that in our field and also just a general idea of, you know, this is how we do surveillance or this is a, you know, a proper disguise or this is how, you know, like little things like that. That's great. I think it would work. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, I think any of that, like, listen, if they can make TV shows out of this stuff, then you know you've got a great brand. You know, you know you've got at least something that people are going to be interested in. And I love this idea of kind of just exposing this world and showing the inner workings of it so that people understand you're educating them on how it works. Mm -hmm. I think that TV can also result in a lot of misunderstanding, misconceptions. So this is a good opportunity for you to educate on how it really works. So on that note, if you're going to be exploring video, let me give you a few tips. YouTube is great, but those video files, if I were you, I would actually upload those as native video uploads to Facebook because it'll get more traction. The other thing is, is I wouldn't necessarily just upload that exact video. What we're finding now based on some research is that videos on Facebook that are short and catchy do incredibly better. Hold on. I think Phil has something to say. Me? What about you? Oh, yeah. I love putting you on the spot. You do. This is the moment in the podcast where we've decided that we're going to tell you what we do for a living. Who needs sponsors when we can just sell our services? Sponsor it ourselves. <laughs> so you're listening to us at work. We thought we'd tell you that, in fact, we offer this as a service. It's called a brand audit. So our brand audit, instead of being in a short podcast episode, it's completely private and it's a 90-minute consultation. And if you like what you're hearing, and if you like, especially in part two, the advice that we give, feel free to visit philpallon.expert slash therapy. There, there's a special link if you want the brand audit where you will get a discount. How much is the discount? I don't know. Have we decided? Do you know what? We're going to make it a 15% discount. There we go. That's what other podcasts do, at least. 15% off. A brand audit, if you want it. Shall we get back to the show? Let's do it. Videos on Facebook that are short and catchy do incredibly better. The average watch time on Facebook is between 16 and 23 seconds only. So that's something to really keep in mind. In what you might be planning for a video that's two to three minutes long, consider making it 30 seconds. 
Max, give us some quick tips that grab people's attention and then maybe send them somewhere else if they want to engage further. That's if you're pre-recording video content. The other thing that you need to think about too for Facebook and for Instagram, I should mention, is live video content. So this could be something like uh, conference keynotes or how-to videos or even interviews. Live video content is still doing very, very well on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram. And those platforms are prioritizing the visibility of when you go live. That's still an exciting new feature that most people aren't doing. So that's something to think about as well, going live and answering a few questions from audience members. What do you think? That's actually great. I've never really thought about doing that. Good idea. Cool. Lauren mentioned comments, really important shares, essentially anything that like ignites conversation. So Facebook has all kinds of automatic algorithms that determine if a post is popular, performs well quickly, then more people need to see that. So it'll read, you know, comments like people saying, congrats, you know, in a quick amount of time, it means that someone accomplished something that you know, their friends are probably going to want to know. So posts with lots of likes and comments and shares typically do well. Now more than ever, you also have to avoid being overtly promotional, like excessive hashtags are usually a sign that someone is trying to promote Mm -hmm. something instead of actually just ignite conversation. Linking, for example, to your YouTube video. If you were to do an experiment and post or compare the performance of a video you upload directly to Facebook or link to on YouTube, I guarantee the one you upload directly on Facebook would do better. Linking to YouTube or any external website for that matter typically means your post is going to do not as well. And then, oh, one other thing, comments. Lauren mentioned this, but actually replies to comments. Like if you have a Facebook page, Facebook perceives it well when you reply to inquiries and comments as quickly as possible, ideally within the first 24 hours, that will help your Facebook game. And then, sorry, one more thing I thought of too for video, uh, ad captions. A lot of times people watch video without the volume up. So you put so much effort into making sure it sounds good, and but a lot of times people just scroll past it. So ad captions. That's great. Actually, yeah, a lot of that I didn't... Uh, yep, it's effort. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, it'll definitely... I think it's a little bit of effort just to get the system in place. But once you kind of incorporate it into your workflow, it's going to be a lot more fruitful, really. You're going to be putting less energy into it in the long run and getting more results. One other thing I wanted to ask is, have you run Facebook ads in the past? Yeah, I have. Not very often, but I've you know given it a try on different things, like different types of posts and stuff. I've boosted. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Assuming not. Boosts are a type of Facebook ad. The reason I bring it up is because we've found with clients, if you pay to promote your page and just have an ongoing campaign, it doesn't even have to be that much per day. But just by having a campaign running in Facebook, it helps your page be seen more. Not even just for the people that you're, you know, paying for through advertising, but even outside of advertising, your page just gets more exposure for free. Facebook is trying to reward 
people for giving them advertising money. So if you are wanting to prioritize Facebook and make Facebook a business tool, I would definitely recommend to just have a a small campaign running indefinitely in the background. Try it out for a month or so and just see if that if that helps you get more engagement overall on your page. That's great. I'm writing all this stuff down while you guys talk. <laughs> Perfect. I do think though, however, LinkedIn to me is a no-brainer for you. And make sure that you're also uploading those videos with captions to LinkedIn too. LinkedIn loves videos right now. Loves, loves, loves. So don't forget about LinkedIn. When we actually launched this podcast, I made a video specifically for LinkedIn where I said, hey, friends on LinkedIn, something like this. It did way better on LinkedIn. My video did way better on LinkedIn than it did on Facebook. And I was shocked. I was like, damn, why am I not doing this more? So that's definitely something to think about. Yeah, no, LinkedIn is amazing. Uh, it's just you get so much more, like everything, more likes, more comments, more views on everything. <laughs> it's great. Definitely. I love the angle that you've, you're going to be doing for your YouTube channel with like tips about disguises and sort of advice for people. And even beyond that, I think that people would be really interested to just know your techniques and like just know about how you got started as a private investigator or how you approach different challenges or, you know, different clients issues. I just really, really think that people will be interested in the business of what you do. I hope so. And I kind of feel like that's the angle I feel is going to get more traction than anything else too. Because at first, I'm like, yeah, videos would be fun. But then I'm limited as to what I can actually put on video in my industry. So teaching individuals and kind of giving them the behind the scenes as to what we do, how we do it, and who we are, kind of figure that would be something worthwhile to at least give a try. Definitely. Because even like a question that's going through my mind is, is how do you charge someone to do an investigation if you can't find anything on that investigation? Like what if someone approaches you and is convinced that their husband's cheating on them and their husband isn't and you can't find proof of that? I can't even think about sort of what a billing nightmare that would be. And it would be relevant to people who have their own clients regardless of the industry. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and those are things that we answer more or less on a daily basis to regular clients. So putting it out there would will simplify our job so we wouldn't have to answer it repetitively. <laughs> they would just see it in the video. But at the same time, you're right, it would also ease the mind of individuals. And I get a lot of people that are nervous to contact us and nervous asking questions because for them, they're either embarrassed or humiliated or, you know, they're admitting a struggle in their life that they haven't admitted out loud yet. So this way, it might just ease them a little bit and then be a little bit more comfortable with approaching us. Oh, I'm really excited about this. I think too, if you can implement some of those strategies with Facebook, I would try that first before scrapping it all together. I do think there really is potential for you on Facebook. I think just this whole initiative of educating and revealing kind of the behind the scenes is going to work very well for you. Great. Well, I'm glad you guys think so. (laughs) Absolutely. What are you excited to do next? What are the next steps for you? Probably just go and kind of get an update as to how many, you know, individuals are following each page and kind of just get an idea of where I'm starting from (laughs) and then kind of set off a uh, 
an email to my employees and start getting the video dates booked. And, and another thing I'd recommend including in your email to employees is ask them to make note of the questions that clients are asking because those can help fuel your video content. If people keep asking you the same question about working with you, what have you done before? What's your process? What's what do you do if this happens? Make note of those specific questions because then you'll have a whole, you know, kind of bucket to pull from when you're filming. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for a really fun, productive conversation. It's been great. I'm excited for you. Well, thank you guys. This was educational. Oh, I liked her a lot. She should have her own reality show. Once you actually see what she looks like, she's very pretty. I know. And then she's like all business. That's literally a protagonist from half the TV shows on TV. I know. That's why I was wondering. I genuinely, I know it has nothing to do with social media, but I just had to ask like, because from her photos, she's beautiful. And how you'd have to disguise yourself if you're recognizable and good looking, don't you think? Like, Yeah, I'm just picturing her in like disguises and it's cracking me up. Wearing like a fake mustache. That's what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. And like thick framed glasses. <laughs> Poking um, a head around a corner. That's I love this podcast because we talk to so many interesting people in such different careers. Can you ever imagine speaking to a private investigator? You probably don't want to imagine that. You don't. Normally when you're speaking to a private investigator, it's not about something that you're excited about. I know. I want to... I was like really trying to hold back, but I really wanted to know about... Murder. Murder, especially murder trials. That was it for me. I was like, who cares about Facebook? No, I'm just kidding. But I and wanted to know... she mentions it like it's every day because yeah. it is every day for her. It's Missing crazy. persons? I, I like, know. What? <laughs> but I wanted to know how she bills. Like how does her business actually work? But I mean, of course, I mean, you can't really delve into those types of details probably, no. right? And I think what we talked about for Facebook, some of the challenges that she's facing are faced by a lot of business owners right now. Yeah. So thank you, Ashley, for a great discussion. We want to know what you think if you're listening to this episode. Of course, you're listening to this episode. It's about a freaking private investigator. Hashtag brand therapy on social media to continue the conversation. I'm at Phil Palin on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at the Lauren Moore. And I'm not the Lauren Moore on Facebook because I foolishly chose my name. And then, you know, you can't change it. No, you can't. We want to know what you think. What did you learn? What are you excited about? Are you going to become a private investigator? <laughs> I know. She said, I got my license and I was like, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Like, Next career. <laughs> um, thank you for hanging out with us on this episode. Remember, we're back every single week, unless it's a holiday, every single week with a brand new episode of Brand Therapy. Thank you for hanging out on this one, though. We appreciate it. And we look forward to continuing the show and for you to be a part of it. See you back next week. Bye. And here's a little preview of our next episode. I am a mayor in a very small community in New Jersey. You know, we're 1.3 square miles. But yet that 1.3 square mile serves such a larger community as a whole. And I absolutely love what I do.